we are going to be in major, major trouble. Children need a home, not street. Family needs to be together, not apart. Okay? When you look back at redlining and the GI Bill and how people were treated, and it always seemed to me like it's black and brown people that get affected the most. The most. So we're here today and we're pleading and we're begging and we're asking whichever one you feel safe with, begging, pleading, asking to pass this bill. It is important that families stay together inside of a warm place. As we speak, it's freezing outside. And having a home over our head is important. New rallying cry taking hold across the country as tenants say that they cannot or will not pay the rent. With unemployment soaring, housing activists are also pushing for federal action to freeze all rent and mortgage payments during the coronavirus crisis. Members of Northwest Bronx Community and Clergy Coalition and Community Action for Safe Apartments held a rally as part of a statewide campaign calling on the New York State Legislature to cancel rent and provide housing relief to homeless New Yorkers. The rent relief program that was released in the summer was a complete disaster. Nobody qualified. I have neighbors, I have uh, family members that right now cannot pay rent and are in danger of being evicted. In Brooklyn, a demonstration against the mass eviction of renters that some say is about to happen due to the pandemic. A coalition of tenant organizations is organizing the action set for nine this morning at Brooklyn Housing Court. They want a long-term moratorium on evictions and the cancellation of all rent in New York State due to the massive unemployment that's come with the COVID crisis. The state's current eviction moratorium is set to expire tomorrow. You bail out cooperation and can bail out the people who help you. We need you to cancel rent and shut down housing code. Rent is going up for more than 2 million New Yorkers living in rent-stabilized apartments. Last night, the Rent Guidelines Board approved the largest hike in nearly a decade. So guys, are landlords greedy? Mine are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think there's more of a majority of landlords that are greedy over the ones that aren't. So, you know, one bad apple makes the whole bunch look bad. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think landlords are just money hungry. And they feed off of, like, the people who are living in the buildings. Yeah, definitely. They definitely don't prioritize the tenants' needs. And they definitely just look for that check to come in, you know, the first of every month. Um, they really neglect a lot of the tenants' needs. I remember, like, living back in the apartment, um, even now. There was more hazards in my old apartment, but the landlord doesn't like 
prioritize the fact that certain things are not working in an, in a living space that should be working. And yet they still expect us to pay on time and respect them and give them all our money. And yet we're not getting that same respect back. Oh my gosh. That's happening to me like right now. Like I kid you not. It's it's back now. Actually, no, because like, all right. So the, our hot water stopped working. And then after that, it started working. Then it stopped. And then apparently they fixed it. But when the hot water turns on, it's not like a lot of hot water. It's like, how could I compare it? It's, it's like a thin amount of hot water. And like we kept asking and asking and he kept giving us excuses. Like my mom would like call him and text him. He wouldn't answer. But then when she texted him, I was like, oh, do you want your rent? I have it. Man's answered in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> but for that hot water, nah, he was not answering. So I agree with you with that part. They, they, they different breeds. And it's very rare to find good landlords. You have to like dig really deep. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a fact. And you brought up another point that I um, also agree with is that whenever they do come in, fix something or give you a repair, it's done halfway. You don't get the full service. You may get it to work for like, you know, a good two weeks, maybe a few months if you're lucky. And then the problem starts all over again. So what was the point of coming to do it in the first place? We're not going to do it right. And they bring people in that can't even work properly. That's what they do. Should have made sense to pay yourself. You are listening to Resist and Reimagine, a youth-led podcast on the fight for housing rights, land rights, and on how we organize to win. We learn about the tenant movement in New York City and elsewhere, community building, and the fight for liberation of poor and working class people globally. This episode is hosted by Danasia, Astra, Automata, Brianna, and Ivory. So adding on to Fatu, she brought up a really good term that um, stuck with me, which is cheap out because that's what we picture a lot of our, or that's what we know a lot of our landlords for doing is cheaping out after we pay them this big sum of money. So talking about rent, you know, what is rent and what do these landlords do with the rent that they collect in the first place? Because that's our money and we want to know where it's going. So let's talk about that a little bit. So rent is pretty much the amount of money that the landlord can charge a tenant simply because they own something that the tenant needs, like housing and land. Um, Some of the money tenants pay um, may cover like necessary expenses, but mostly rent is just this unearned amount of money which the landlord keeps as profit or they reinvest into other properties or ventures. This rent is in this system of capitalism, that is, an economic system based on private ownership for profit. It's structured to ensure a consistent and increasing profit for the landlords. So when landlords evict folks, it's not usually because they can't pay bills, it's because they want their profit. 
They want their profit every month, but they also want it over time. Landlords view land as an investment, so they buy something at a price and expect that it will increase in value over time, and later they'll be able to sell it at a higher price. Because of this, even in a global health crisis where we were told to stay home, tenants throughout the states and the world had to fight even to have a home. And they demanded that we cancel rent. In a protest outside the offices of state lawmakers. They brought living room furniture into the streets, saying this is what the city would look like as thousands face eviction. Their demand? Cancel the rent. The government helps to facilitate this hoarding of wealth and enforce this system through its laws and its institution. In New York, poor and working class tenants found themselves having to fight to be protected while they faced the brunt of the pandemic. Tenant organizing groups had the audacity to demand something bold. Stop evictions, cancel the rent and house the homeless. This was known as the cancel rent campaign. We voted for them to be sitting there to help us. Now it's our time to ask them that we are making sense to, ca- to ask them to cancel all rent. Tenants had to comply with the law to stay at home from work since March 2020. To date, are we to be blamed? Not able to pay our rent? Landlords only want to evict and lock up the apartment. Don't landlords have emergency funds and responses? things like these, our children will be on the street. They will, they will be thrown out there inviting more crimes. The COVID curve will raise How can families have a proper meal? Is that love, safety, and security? We shouldn't have to beg for food. We shouldn't have to beg for play. We shouldn't have to beg for anything. We shouldn't have to. This is the great America. People work hard and put into this country. And now that we are in need, there's no one to help us. Listen, they have to cancel rent completely. It needs to be gone. Eviction, we shouldn't have to worry about that. That needs to be stopped. That needs to stop completely as well. People need to worry about their health, staying healthy and get through this pandemic, not where to live, not what to eat. America really needs to do better. So what did we win from this campaign? Well, the government didn't cancel rent and it didn't expand the housing vouchers program, but we did at least win an emergency rental assistance program, also known as ERAP. This is an economic relief program for New York State residents 
who are not able to pay their rent or utilities because of the pandemic. Although ERAP is not what we wanted, it would not exist had we not organized and it did provide relief for many tenants. Another big win for us is that we were also able to significantly stop the rate of evictions in the state with an eviction moratorium in 2020. We went almost two years of a nearly eviction-free NYC with just over 80 families evicted between March 2020 and January 15, 2022, compared to about 18,600 households evicted in 2019 alone. This didn't hurt the big corporation landlords, even though they would argue otherwise. So who evicts tenants in New York? We know that often tenants are illegally evicted by either being locked out of their homes or being threatened by the landlords or owners. But in a legal eviction, judges make the decision to evict tenants, not landlords. Before 1973, landlord-tenant cases happened in civil court. In 1973, the New York State Legislature passed a law to create a housing part of civil court to handle these types of cases. According to this law, housing court was to provide a mechanism for safe, decent, and habitable housing. Unfortunately, the reality is that housing court serves as a landlord's eviction mill, displacing people from their homes. This is made especially easy when landlords are able to hire attorneys to represent them, while most tenants are left to navigate the court on their own. This is why tenants in New York City organized a three-year campaign and in 2017 won the right for low-income tenants to be assigned an attorney when facing evictions. New York City was the first city in the country to establish this right. From this fight, the Right to Counsel New York City Coalition was created and FTC is a member of this coalition. The Right to Counsel NYC Coalition is a tenant-led organization that disrupts housing court as a center of displacement and stop the eviction crisis that has threatened our families, our neighborhoods, and our homes for too long. The coalition is made up of tenants, organizers, advocates, legal services, organizations, and more. The Right to Counsel isn't just about ensuring tenants have attorneys in the housing court. It's about fighting to reclaim our city and our communities. It's about keeping people in their homes and stopping the violence of evictions. The coalition builds campaigns for an eviction-free New York and ultimately for a right to housing. At the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, people were losing their jobs, were burdened by additional medical expenses, losing their loved ones to COVID, and the homeless population was still homeless. During the pandemic, in an effort to protect tenants, RTC created the Housing Court Machine Campaign. The campaign goals were to, one, extend the eviction moratorium, extend right to counsel to all New York City boroughs, and for tenants to know that they have this right. Two, Ensure everyone facing eviction has and knows about the right to counsel by passing our three bills to expand and strengthen RTC in New York City. Three, once housing court reopened, to slow down the pace of cases being seen by judges. Four, uphold tenant rights to safe, dignified homes, free from harassment and outstanding repair issues. And five, prioritize health, safety, and accessibility in the courts. Through this campaign, we also introduced a law to extend RTC to all of New York State. 
So we have this right in New York City. We are still fighting to have it implemented justly. The administrative judges of New York State, who oversee the courts in New York, decided to speed up the number of cases on the calendar. A judge would see an eviction case every 7.5 minutes. Administrative judges of New York decided that tenants who did not have an attorney would have their cases move forward anyway, even though it is the law. They are violating our rights. As a response to this, Brooklyn Eviction Defense has set up eviction blockades to help support tenants who are being evicted from their homes. Flatbush Tenant Coalition has, is working on trainings for eviction blockades and court watches. Court watches act as a way to support tenants who are in housing court for evictions or other issues by informing them of their rights and supporting them in other ways that they may need. Honestly, eviction blockades are pretty badass, in my opinion. I love, I don't know, I love eviction blockades just because I think it is a very strong display of community and support, like, and having people there for someone. Evictions are pretty, I think, just a pretty horrible experience in general. But I think having support from your community and people around you and understanding that, like, there are people there who are willing to support you is, I think, pretty amazing, to be honest. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I think there's something like so like magical and powerful about not only like not only like people, you know, trying to like be there and support you, but your community coming together to like fight for your rights and especially people of color who don't know their rights or aren't taught their rights like everyone else. Like, it's so important to know what you can and can't do within the court system. Um, I definitely agree with what Fatu and Brianna have just stated. Um, and I feel like, I may sound like I'm repeating them, but I definitely love how Rihanna said, like, there's something magical about having a sense of community with a, a surrounding you in that moment, because eviction is definitely a hard period of time to go through. And you definitely need a community to help you and um, help you feel a sense or help you gain a sense to fight and defend yourself against these landlords, because it gets very easy with these big corporate landlords to just accept defeat and just shut down. But when we have something as like as a eviction blockade, it kind of makes people feel like, you know, they're not outnumbered and they're not so little anymore. I also really, I don't know, I think it's something interesting with eviction blockades is that like, I think one of the most difficult things and like to push is with tenant rights is that like, there's always this idea of like ownership and like who owns this, building who owns this area and it's like you can live somewhere for 20 years 30 years and like you're so not considered someone who has like any right or ownership in that like space and it's like literally your home and I I think eviction blockades it's an I think it kind of like fights against the idea that like because you don't own this like ridiculously expensive building or whatever like even though you may have contributed to your community for a really long time, been a part of this community and like you, this is your home. This is where you belong. Like, like it kind of fights against the idea that like money is the only thing that allows you to really like have ownership or like be a part of a place and like call somewhere your home. 
And I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I like that. I, I like that. It kind of just fights back as and saying it's like, no, this is my home and this is like where I'm going to be. And it's like, just because maybe I'm having financial issues or whatever reason or like whatever, that doesn't mean you just get to kick me out. And I, I don't know. I like that. I think that's how it should be. Right. It's a, it's a testimony to the power of the people because like with illegal evictions, how landlords kick you out of your home and with this now being administrative judges doing this, it's like these, these aren't, you don't necessarily, because due to the history, you don't necessarily expect these people in power to use their power with care because we just know that this is not how it works but the fact that they let you know that they're in power and they're abusing their power in plain sight like this and then there's things where like we can fight back against it that's eviction blockades I feel like that's really that's that's like the the proof of what we've fought for. The fact that we now have this to say, here's a little something to protect you when these people in power abuse their power and they get away with it. We're going to get away with something that's rightfully ours as well. Just us talking, I'm like thinking about how how many people in the world right now are going through these issues and just kind of just like letting everything go because they don't feel like they have a voice and they don't want to talk to their landlords and they're scared that the system is just going to push them down further. It's like, like these people should know. And I think that's a big reason of why we're here. Healthcare is the reason why a lot of people become homeless. So does the government give you any care during the COVID epidemic? No. So that means you might be homeless tomorrow. So support the people who have no way of uh, paying for their rent because of the COVID and no jobs. So support them. That's what we want. Call the politicians and tell them nobody should be homeless in America. Who do we go to for advice? Yes. FTC. And if we have to go further, who do we go to? If, if I see, if we need better men for ourselves, then do it. Pick it. Of course, for ourselves, tell our stories. People will hear us. We have no one to help. Our, so our needs, so that the next best thing for us to do is to unite, set our goals, and with positive, dedicated, hardworking individuals, Together, we can make a change and improve a loving quality of life for us 
the suffering tenant of the communities at large. Think about it. Thank you for listening. And I hope that we really think about it. Because if we have to go to begging the officials and we have put them there, it's better we do it ourselves. So are landlords greedy? Well, it doesn't matter if individual landlords are greedy or not. When looking into how housing is structured, we see that it is a system built for profit. We often take the system of private property and landlords as normal and we don't question it. We often talk about landlord greed or good landlords versus bad landlords, but not really about how the system of private property is structured to create wealth at the expense of tenants. The land that is privately owned by landlords for rental housing was, for thousands of years, common land. Land and housing were not commodities that were bought and sold on the market. The people were stewards of the land. That doesn't mean there wasn't conflict over land and resources. But it does mean that the system of private ownership that we have today is relatively new, historically speaking. That land was taken through genocide, war, and colonization to become what we now know it to be today. Resist and Reimagine is brought to you by the Flatbush Tenant Coalition. The Flatbush Tenant Coalition is a member-led group of tenant associations in Flatbush, East Flatbush, and South Crown Heights, working collectively to build tenant power. We educate tenants about their rights and how to organize for change. We organize and support tenant associations and develop tenant leaders. We take united action in campaigns to strengthen tenant rights in New York City and across the state. Working together to build tenant power, we help create a more just and equitable society. Our references for today's episode were from the Right to Counsel NYC Coalition. To learn more about Right to Counsel, you can visit www.righttocouncilnyc.org. This.